What's up? Zach Neal. And Josh Balls. We are back. Sorry for the delay, but welcome to episode one, part two. It took us uh, a little while to track down Ghost so we could talk about the moving beds and the haunted house. And I had to go all the way back to 1992 to find an adult who was present during the exorcism in that little church in small town in Pennsylvania and get them to be willing to talk to me about it and to, uh, other than using her real name, which she didn't want to do, she was willing to talk. And so we've got some, uh, some great audio for you guys, uh, some excerpts from our interview about the exorcism. Yeah, and I'm definitely excited to, you know, have this, this, this little tidbit of things because I think bringing an exorcism into real life rather than just the movies is, it, it's, it's creepy to hear this, this situation. So I'm ready for it and uh, let's do it. All right, let's jump in. Welcome back. This is part two of episode one, Exorcisms and Shaking Beds. Last week we talked about a story from Josh about a house he lived in with some of his bandmates where everyone went to bed and they woke up to shaking beds and some sort of a ghostly apparition. And Josh did not experience this himself, but one of his bandmates did. And he was fortunate enough to track this gentleman down. Devin, say hello. Hello. He's alive. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard not calling him ghost because it's like years and years and years of like, hi, hey, and it's like, it's, it's a weird thing to call him Devin. It's, it's so. It's the same thing with uh, Josh. I always refer to him as Balls, and then when I do to our mutual friends, they're like, oh, Josh. So it's weird growing. Same I, kind of thing. I feel like an adult now, like out of the band world, <laughs> it's all right to say Balls. I mean, in the band world, but outside of the band world, I'm like. Because I can't go to the bank and be like, hi, I'm Balls, you know? Of course. Or, you of know? Course. So it's like, hey, we're adults now. But I'm I'm glad you're you're definitely taking a part in this podcast because I remember that day like it was yesterday. Like For sure. It, it, was the be- it was the best day, I think, of my life because it was hilarious because <laughs> we, we, your name is Ghost. So it was like hand in hand, like, all right, he's going to love it. If anybody's going to love it, the spookiest dude in existence, Ghost, is going to be like, is going to be stoked on being in this house that's synonymous for spooky shit. Yeah, beautiful house. I enjoyed the experience. Uh, didn't enjoy the feeling I got. So that's what uh, definitely stoked so, me out. So I, I was talking about it. And since I didn't like, nothing ever happened to me because I feel like it was one of those situations where I was explaining on the last last podcast, which was, um, I feel like it didn't bother me, but everybody around me, it, it bothered like guests, it bothered the people, you know, staying there. So I, I was kind of going over that, that night where, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive you were there for the bed shaking, like spooky feeling night. Am I, is that, is that correct? Yeah, I actually listened to that episode just to uh, familiarize myself with the event and um, just recount everything you were saying. And I, I can definitely see the uh, if the entity is, in fact, the butler that you were referring to, I can definitely see him um, regarding you as that familiar character of the house and maybe not interacting with you um, so boldly because of that. You know what I mean? And that's what I, I mean, I, that's what I was saying to Zach. It was just like, 
one of those situations where you couldn't I couldn't personally put my finger on it but everybody I, it for everybody around me was feeling this this ominous feeling and I I felt that it nothing would was grasping onto me so I just wanted to get your your account on what you felt that night before you called Chris and were like hey please come get me sure. this is terrifying yeah I um I can't remember if I was part of the uh Ouija experience but um I definitely remember that occurring and I remember there being a closet with some strangeness to it in the room I was staying whether it was a uh, you know electrical notes or whatever I remember it saying like out with an arrow pointing like out of the closet and just strange things like that that we were trying to all link to the that. strangeness of the house but um yeah I don't know if you if I specified to you or if the others kind of blended into the story but my bed did not shake the mattress rather lifted and not, oh. uh, you know nothing nothing on a uh, exorcist level but it was the corner of the bed I remember it abruptly lifting just from the corner and again this goes into the butler um, persona you know maybe he was coming into um you know fix the bed i remember i used to work in housekeeping and we would tuck in the corners it would be called hospital corners so i felt that very abruptly so i kind of looked up thinking maybe it was you maybe it was somebody else and it was nothing no one was there and then it happened again but very slowly almost as if the um entity there was um you know sensing my uh hesitance to what was going on so very strange yeah just well the hair on my arms is standing up thank you <laughs> yeah it's that. like one of those things um, it's like man like that it almost like tied the the story better than i could have you know because like we talked about that butler situation and you know that it ties it together better than i i, I just remember it as beds shaking and now that you put this together like this like that makes it seem like, like, hey, like, can you like move a little bit? I'm trying to make this bed. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, and I kind of look down like, whoa, and it's like, you know, sorry, I'll, I'll take my time doing that. You know, that kind of gesture. But it wasn't. Now, Devin, was, sorry, was that experience? Was that was that motion of that happening? Was that what gave you the uncomfortable feeling that made you want to leave the house? Then was that kind of the breaking moment for you? Where you're like, I need to get out of it here. It was not. It was very fantastic to me, and I was very excited and just. Yeah, it was just, you know, alarming. I wasn't expecting it. We we're just trying to get to bed. Uh, I think we we're leaving early the next morning or whatnot. And uh, as Josh had said, you know, others experienced it. So we kind of uh, gathered back in the hallways. And I can't remember the proceedings of what what occurred for me to um, arrange to leave. But I just remember the feeling shifting from that sort of playful, um, yeah, playfulness to just kind of like, I shouldn't be there you know you're you shouldn't be here and just this like heaviness pushing me out and even when i left the house it was almost like you know some something or someone just kind of like leaning in and just ensuring my uh departure of the house so yeah that's definitely what got me out of there so in your mind is there any 
is there any like realistic scientific right brain kind of doubt that what you experienced could have just been normal physical phenomenon versus not at all i mean i totally believe in feelings and just you know trusting your gut and um that that's why i jumped up at first you know the initial feeling i was just you know what's that just kind of investigating it but when i saw the actual only corner of the mattress lift you know it wasn't uh pipes or you know an earthquake how you guys were maybe um discussing as a possibility anything like that it was obviously a motion that couldn't be explained by anything around it and then the f- so you actually saw For sure. the corner of yeah, the bed yeah. lift up you actually yeah, that's saw that with your eyes. and so how how high are we talking like two no inches, nothing six dramatic but you know looking at it and seeing it and definitely distinguishing it as i'm not just imagining this and it totally being the gesture of, you know, a sheet being tucked in or whatnot. Nothing else moved to uh, support that, but it was just the lifting of the corner. It couldn't be like, you know, maybe something attached to your clothes and you like you lifting your shoulder and it coming with you or were you the only thing. Yeah. I mean, if there was literally a string attached to my body that went to the very edge of the bed, you know, (laughs) you know, just asking those questions. And also, you know, for anybody else listening is I haven't talked to go like we'll we'll exchange pleasantries every once every couple weeks and whatnot. But we haven't discussed this thing in years. So it's not like we didn't we have we haven't talked about this. And I just kind of I guess the first time he's heard about it was like, hey, I need you to come on this podcast we're going to discuss this situation and that was it. So there was no like, you know, I didn't even, you know, this was no like preemptive. This was us just, hey, we want you to come and discuss the situation. So it's it's even you saying that I because I don't I, I was trying to remember like the details and like you even saying the corner coming up is like, that makes me so uncomfortable because I, I lived there for a long time. And now it's now I live alone in this big house. And it's like it makes me feel like like I'm like sitting here by myself like I want to just go outside (laughs) yeah I mean so shaking beds definitely you know I felt like there was some you know there could have been a lot of different things that could cause a floor to vibrate or shake everyone's bed but the lifting mattress I really don't have anything for that so just to play devil's advocate because there's you know our, our job is our goal is to either try to prove or disprove or leave something beyond reasonable doubt so um, under at the time of this, is there any possibility you were under the influence <laughs> of drugs Josh or alcohol? I can attest to that. No, I was not. We are both straight edge. I've always been. I've never been under anything other than uh, heightening my senses with a uh, ice cold root beer. True. <laughs> but True. Uh, you know. Um, <laughs> so for those for those people who aren't familiar with what that means, straight edge means that you don't use drugs, alcohol, stimulants of any kind. You don't smoke. You don't drink. You're you're pretty uh, straight edge. So that rules out the drugs or alcohol link. So it can't be like you smoke the bong and then the bed <laughs> There's no reefer. Um, There's no reefer ingested. So that's out. For sure. <laughs> okay. So nothing, none of that. He wasn't, he, wasn't ta- he wasn't taking the pot. Um, and uh, so that's out. And so, and everyone in the house really had a different experience. So Josh said that he had seen like some shadowy things and kind of like almost like apparitions in the house at various times or something kind of running across his line of sight. Um, other people experienced shaking beds, but you actually saw and witnessed while you were in your bed, the corner of the bed lifting two different times, once kind of 
hard and fast and the next time slow and easy but very obviously like someone was picking up the edge of the bed to maybe like tuck a sheet or that kind of motion which makes a lot of sense if you're dealing with someone who used to be a caregiver or caretaker or butler um, of that house i think that makes a lot of sense so i don't know josh i don't think that i don't think i can offer anything uh scientific to say what makes the edge of a bed come up on its own me neither and, um, and, and that's why i wanted, I wanted uh ghost i mean, well well devin to to call in because he's very like straight lace like you said we're, we're both straight edge we're both very like realistic human beings and we, we we approach everything with reason and that's why i was when he when he left that night that's because there was been so many other instances in that house but when he kind of when when he had that situation happen to him is where it rubbed me the wrong way where i was like there is really something because the other people in the house they do they did drink and they did you know some of them you know it, it was it could have been explained a million other ways but to have to have Devin have that situation happen to him and then actually leave like if that would happen to me and like I was goofing around I would have stayed and just been like haha it was you know this thing happened blah 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 but for him to to literally pick up and get picked what time do you think you got picked up ghost it had to be two three in the morning if not yeah, later something very late it was it was a time like, so it was that's what solidified it for me like i said i was just trying to get some sleep <laughs> and uh going back i mean i just wonder what the history of the house is and i'm also wondering if everyone experienced it at the same time if maybe you know the history of house can provide any truth to uh perhaps a group of caretakers since it was a you know huge house and you know the one i came across was rather kind but maybe another wasn't so uh well yeah i know it was built in the or in the late 1800s if not early 1900s so I, i'm i would like to i think i asked you know the realtor if anybody passed away in the house i don't think they said yes but there is yeah. books on the house so maybe on our instagram we can post like i can go up to because it's a it's a community so I can almost probably bet that I can go get some information. We can post it on our Instagram page of when the house was built and some more information. About this is that this really plays into the next uh, podcast because we've come across, we mentioned this in the last episode, but one of the places that I have in California, my staff, saying that it is haunted and so then there's supposed to be some videos and so i actually got the videos and these videos are pretty irrefutable you're gonna see uh chairs start moving around on their own phone obviously not edited corroborating witnesses to this so this is kind of like we're trying to prove the existence of this type of thing and so we get this great story from you guys and then right away this other thing kind of comes out so it's good it's kind of going from one thing to the next i've always been a little skeptical about like those kinds of stories because i've never really i've never really had like a sighting or anything you know in my own life i haven't like i've never been around where any of this stuff happens people always tell me so now I've, now I've been watching this video for like the last two days and like freaking out. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to disprove it. And no matter how hard I look at this thing, I can't 
disprove what I'm seeing. It's like, it's a building that I own. Um, it's very obviously not being manipulated in any way and it just starts happening. And I'm like, there's no way uh, to explain this. So um, I think, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up this. We've got, um, in our next segment, we have someone who witnessed the exorcism. I was a child and this person was an adult so we're going to get their perspective on what my child brain thinks about that experience for the second segment of this podcast. But then for our episode number two, we're going to dive back into the hauntings and the ghosts. And we're going to put that video up on our Instagram page. And maybe, you know, guys, it might be fun to figure out if we could. I've never been to this house you guys lived in, but if we could do a little kind of hunting and figure out the history of that house and what yeah i was you know, kind of i was thinking there, i could you know, go to, thing to kind of it was a community so i know they have paperwork that. and all like the things of that house so i might be able to get like the blueprints and some information we could actually just upload them onto that instagram page which is strange talks podcast at instagram um and we can you know start uploading content like the floor plan if i can find it or any information on the house and we'll do pictures i can see if i can even get in the house and he lives there and i might actually have some pictures on my phone still of that house and you'll see like even looking at the pictures you'll 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 know the feel that we are kind of describing awesome well, Devin, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your experience. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. You can check me out on Instagram. Instagram My tags, name is any of that ironically, stuff. Lonesome Ghosts. And you can see all my uh, social activity on there. Yeah, and are you still doing Warren Dahl and all your your painting of signs as well? Yes, sir. Uh, Warren Dahl is my uh, clothing and accessories company, warrendahl.com. Also on Instagram and all other socials at Warren Dahl. So, yeah, definitely check them out. He has probably some of the best designs and you know all the very artistic brand not just your typical t-shirt brand which is you know he's been doing it for years and years and years so he knows what he's doing awesome okay guys for next segment we're going to be talking to the person who witnessed the exorcism and getting her thoughts on that so stay tuned we'll be back So that was pretty crazy. It was uh, it was cool to talk to ghosts and to hear another perspective on that story. I really can't um, I can't disprove it at this point. I can't say you know there's two witnesses to it, multiple other people involved. It's uh, it's pretty compelling. I think it gets our stamp of approval. Agreed. I'd stamp that. So let's go into the exorcism. So again, you're gonna get an excerpt from the transcripts from our interview with the person that we'll just call Kat. Um, that's kind of a nickname that she's cool with. So Kat talked to me for a week, two weeks actually, before she was even willing. I had to kind of convince her to talk about this. It's still kind of a something scary for her, something upsetting, and I didn't want to cause her any emotional trauma. So I really wanted to leave it up to her I just told her that it, you know it's something I would, would like to talk about but if she ultimately wasn't comfortable and she came back and said she was not comfortable but then changed her mind and said she was she just didn't want to go on the record and use her real name and all that stuff so 
we have a transcript from our interview and we had a friend of ours voice it over for us um, so that you guys could, could hear it. So without any further ado, here is the story of the exorcism. I remember that day very vividly in that little blue church by the lake. That day changed my life forever. It was actually the reason why I really became a believer because I saw and felt pure evil that day. I remember seeing Patty at church. I obviously knew her for years and she was one of the sweetest and shy people I'd known. She was tiny, like 110 pounds and maybe five foot one at best. Very petite, sweet little lady. At the end of the church service, people could go up for prayer and have the pastor pray for them. I was standing in line for prayer next to Patty and was actually holding her hand. When she touched me, something fell off, like a dark energy came over me when she touched me. I instantly felt strange. When the pastor started to pray for her, she immediately became emotional and started to sob which was very unusual for her, being that she was a very shy, quiet person. The pastor and I both stopped to console her and ask if she was okay, at which point the true evil began to show its face. She became aggressive and started to contort and change her demeanor. She began speaking in odd terms and screaming, I hate her, over and over. When the pastor asked whom she hated, she said, Patty. At that point, it became very clear that Patty was not in control of herself and something else had taken over. The demon named itself and began to speak out. It was mocking the pastor and people around, cursing and screaming. Her face turned purple and her neck veins bulged out. The pastor began performing an exorcism right there in front of a hundred people. All the while, I am still holding her hand. Her grip was so tight that I could not get away. This little 110 pound woman drugged the pastor, whom was over six feet tall and over 200 pounds, and myself, five foot 10 and 160 pounds, down to the ground with supernatural strength. For nearly an hour, the pastor attempted to cast out the evil spirit that was inhabiting Patty. Using Bible verses and the name of Jesus, he cast the spirit out. And after wrestling and screaming and cursing and her voice changing from like low to a high shriek, the spirit left and Patty returned. It was one of the most surreal things I've ever seen. And that experience changed me forever. Because of that, I knew there certainly was a heaven and hell, a good and bad force in the world, and I, I was a believer. There is no possibility that Patty was acting or pretending. There is no known mental illness or condition that can give a tiny woman superhuman strength or allow them to literally change their voice by several octaves or speak in strange languages. This woman was delivered from the spirit and immediately went back to her normal self, never to act that way again over the next five years, because I was in contact with her. 
If you're wondering if exorcisms are real, yes, they are. Don't play with Ouija boards. Don't talk to psychics or do tarot or fortune telling or anything that deal with the occult. Those are the doorways that open you to possession. So you guys make your own assessments. I was there. I saw it as a child. I was, you know, 10 years old. Um, It fucking ruined me. It was one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. And at the time, I didn't even really know what I was seeing. I just knew that it was super scary. Now I've got, you know, someone who was in their early 20s corroborating that. um, Earlier, mid-20s at that point, that was an adult. (coughs) Excuse me, that did it. What do you think, Josh? I mean, hearing her account, well, reading her account and, and also going over the, the notes, it's it's just one of those things you can't get around, you know? I mean, you try to pick it apart, but it's it definitely, she was definitely going through something, so there's something had to be taking control of her body, whether it was the devil, the this, the that, but there was definitely something ultimately going wrong that needed to be exercised for sure. Well, there you have it. Episode one, part two. We wrapped up with our haunted house with ghosts. We wrapped up with our exorcism. This was the uh, probably the first, and maybe not the last time, but it was our first episodes. And so we wanted to share something personal to kind of start off with something that was true to us. I mean, you guys could think we're full of shit. There's nothing we can do to disprove your opinion, but this, these are our stories. And we, I hope we've done a good job of corroborating them. We're going to give these stories our stamp of approval. We're going to say that they're true. Um, and uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff in store for you. I promise you guys, it is not going to take us nearly as long to get the next episode out. We've got a lot of cool stuff planned. It's The fall is coming up and Halloween and all that stuff. So we're going to do some traveling. We've got some plans. So share the podcast with a friend. Let people know about it. And uh, follow... Here's your follow stuff. Follow, what's your Insta tag? At Josh Balls. At Josh Balls and then at The Strange and Unusual. At The Strange and Unusual. Don't forget, at Strange Talks Podcast. Of course, yes. At Strange Talks Podcast. Um, at The Real Zach Neal. And any one of the Beetle Houses. At Beetle House LA. At Beetle House New York. Uh, and soon, at Beetle House DC. Okay, see ya.